0: Welcome to C3 Church Tugger. You're about to hear a message from Pastor Garth Ball. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life.
1: All am, Lord, you all of my days. No back, I've left...
0: about 15 minutes before we get uh, the team to pray for people. And this is, let me preface by saying this, this is my uh, my uh, version of what's happened in my life. And so your situation, situation may not be exactly the same with some of the examples that I uh, tell you about, but, you know, I've got a real heart for people to walk into the fullness of a God vision. Uh, I believe, you know, that often quoted scripture in Jeremiah 29 11, God has a you know a hope and a future, a purpose for us. I believe that's not just uh, for back in that time for Jeremiah, but I believe that applies to each and every one of us. I don't think God is a God who uh, puts people on here for no point. I think he's created all this for a reason. I believe you're part of it. And um, and I want to encourage you tonight to uh, walk into all that God has for you in your life. And so this is, uh, I'm just going to share three things uh, that I believe God has shown me. I believe I'm walking in the fullness of what God has for me. And let me just say a couple of things. Any examples I use of myself, I'm not claiming to be a hero or, uh, or wonderful in any in any way. It's just my experience. It's my testimony. It's the best thing to, to share about. Uh, I want to encourage you towards a big future. And so as Pastor Phil was saying that, you know, we're not... Uh, we're not talking about something that's way out there that negates what we're living right here and now, but I want to get you to lift your eyes to something that is bigger to where you are now so that where you are now will have greater purpose and greater meaning and, uh, and what you're doing right now is a doorway into that which God has called you to uh, in whenever that time may be. In a way, we're always living the, f- the vision of God on our life, but, but I-, I want us to lift our eyes and look a little bit bigger. Ah, this evening. So, before we do, before I read a scripture, you can turn to Exodus three, and once you're there, you can just put your finger in it. I want to read a a snippet from a book by Stephen Furtick, who is a uh, young man, not a young adult. He's 32, so he doesn't fit into the 18 to 25 uh, age of being a young adult. Andrew, but he is a young man, uh, a pastor in uh, America. I've forgotten the name of the town, but he runs Charlotte. Uh, He runs a church of 10,000 people. He started the church when he was 25 years old. And in seven years, it's grown from seven couples to 10,000 people. And um, I gave my copy of the book away this morning. So if we can have it on the screen, that would be wonderful. He writes this. If you ever encounter a theology that doesn't directly connect the greatness of God with your potential to do great things on his behalf, it's not biblical theology. File it under heresy. I'll take that further, if you're not daring to believe God for the impossible, you're sleeping through some of the best parts of your Christian life. And further still, if the size of your vision for your life isn't intimidating you, there's a good chance it's insulting God. That's pretty radical, isn't it? You live in that sort of life? Who's living that sort of life? Who's, uh, who's, uh, whose vision is, is giving God a great compliment for the greatness that he's put on the inside of you? You know, there's just there's such a greatness on each and every person that we need this, this sort of vision uh, uh, is available to everyone. This is not for superstars. I think, you know, people through the Bible uh, show us that. People current day uh, show us that it's not for superstars. This is for every single person that has the courage to walk into it. So I want to read from Exodus chapter 3 uh, to bring across a few points tonight. This is the, Moses is the Bible character that God first sort of, illuminated a great call on my life, and so I'm going to use that scripture to teach from this evening. And we'll start in actually verse 7, Sam. We'll move forward. We won't start at 1. But it's the moment that, uh, you know, the burning bush, uh, Moses turns aside to see why the bush does not burn up. He turns aside and God speaks to him. He says, take off uh, your shoes. You're standing on holy ground. And let's take it up from verse 7. God says, well, it says, the Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I've heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I'm concerned about their suffering. So I've come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into the good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me, and I have seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. Here it is. So now go, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people the Israelites out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you. And this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. I think it's an incredible story and I just want to share three points with you about things that I think we need to have in our life for us to enter in to the fullness of what God has in store for us. First one is this. For us to walk into a, a God-sized vision like uh, Stephen Furtick describes in his book, uh, the first thing we need to do is make a choice. We need to make a choice that that is what we are willing to do. You know, Moses was on the back paddocks. He's doing, he's shepherding. Much like, uh, I would say, many average Australians, even many Australian Uh, Christians. They're they're doing what they're at now, but there is something greater on the horizon. And God calls, and Moses has a choice right there and then to say, am I going to live this kind of life, or am I going to live that kind of life? He had the opportunity to say, God, thanks, but no thanks. This is pretty comfortable. That sounds a bit scary and a bit big. This is the life that I think I might stick to. And sadly, I think that way too many people are living in that place. But the thing is, with the call of God, you can't have the extraordinary, adventurous, grand life that is in the smack bang in the call of God for you and have your comfort all at the same time. Uh, we need to make a choice as to are we going this way or are we going that way. It's not like, well, God, I want uh, you know, I want a, a bit of that great life that I think you might have for me, but I also want this part of my life. It's like you can't hold on, uh, to each side. You can't have one foot here, one foot there. There has to be this defining moment, this line in the sand that says, "You know, Jesus, I'm going to live the fullness of what you have for me, and it is available to everyone. And it doesn't matter how long you have been roaming around, uh, shepherding the sheep, doing the thing you've been doing, arguing with God, wrestling but God. Who am I that you should send me to do this? But I can't do this very well, and I'm not very much this. Doesn't matter how long you've been doing that. That if you're here, you've got breath in your lungs. You got any sort of decision on the inside that tonight you can make a choice that from this moment on, that that is the life that you're going to live and you can walk into that. Um, as I said, this is an example for me. It doesn't mean that this is going to be your example. For me, I felt a call to ministry uh, at Presence Conference in 2006. I was watching John Bevere preaching on stage and some crazy thought came upon me and said, that is what I think I'm here to do is to share the word of God. And... Um, I was a teacher at the time, and uh, my mum was a principal. My sister is an assistant principal. My father worked in a school, and I had a full-time teaching position, uh, full-time, young young male, straight out of, uh, out of uni, full-time teaching position. And I got this thought, I was, I'm going to go to Bible college. And I remember sharing that with my family, who were very, not too much Christian at that time. And said, hey, my family of teachers, you know, this great job I've got right now as a teacher, I'm going to scrap that and I'm going to go to Bible college. And it didn't go down too well at first. Uh, Let's just say that. I couldn't do both. I couldn't say, well, I want a bit of that, but I'm going to do this and this. It's real secure. It's really comfortable. Following the call of God is not uh, always secure. It's not always comfortable. It's not always easy. But I'm going to get to that later. But God says, I'll always be with you. Um so I don't know what it is in your life uh right now that you might need to make a choice in, what you're gonna need to leave behind so that you can move forward. But whatever it is, there will be something I pray that um you would have the courage to do so. Secondly, uh the, the, the second thing we need uh to allow in our, our life to, to walk into this kind of future is we need to have people that can shape us and and can mold us into the person that it's gonna take to do what we're called to do. Um you know, Moses uh, had Jethro, and, uh, you know, he was one of the guys in Moses' life, and, and you know the story about when Moses actually brought them out, and uh, he's trying to pastor individually three million people, or a million, but whatever it was, some ridiculous amount, and Jeth- Jethro comes into his world, and what he say? he said, Moses, what you are doing is not good, and we need people like that, you know, this is uh, a bit of a, discipleship message here tonight. It's a bit of a before we start praying and and believing for God's future, but we need people in our world that will sharpen us, that will strengthen us. That's why we do connect groups, because we can have a connect group leader and other people in our life that can say, hey, why don't you do this? This is who you are. This is who you can be to tell us uh, who you can be. I I didn't even know what I could be until some other people told me what I could be, and then I was silly enough to believe what they said, and uh, I was like, yeah, cool, let's do that. That sounds like a great idea. Um, You know, I remember coming to the church first as a, as a new believer. And um, Pastor Julie in the Wang high school hall said, uh, we need help building our house. Uh, anyone got some spare time to help Pastor Phil build, build the, the extension on our house? And I was like, I've never picked up a hammer in my life, but yeah, we can do that. And some people think it was so I could marry his daughter, but it was not the case. It was actually just because... I wanted to be around a bigger person than I, and I knew that that he was just, you know, just hanging out. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. I'll do that, whatever, and you know, breaking gyprock rock all over the balconies and all that sort of thing. I just knew that being around a bigger person was going to help shape who I was going to be. So, young person, sometimes you're going to, you, you, you know, not something. You will reach a point in your life where you're going to have to say no to hanging around some people that are dead weight in your life. And it goes for all of us. We can't hang around the wrong type of people and get to the right destination. We need to hang around the right people that are going to sharpen us, that are going to uh, you know, uh, stretch us, that are going to uh, show us who we're called to be. And uh, then we're going to be able to walk into what we have. Um, I think I might just leave that one at there because I'm running out of time. We want to pray for people. Uh, but the third thing is this, and I think this is almost... Uh, the most important. And Lisa, I think, you, you haven't been down long, but I'd like you back because I'm not going to speak for very long. The third thing is this. I think it's most important. And it's what um, God said to Joshua. And it's that we need to be courageous. You need to be courageous. You know, why would God tell Joshua to be courageous? Strong and courageous, like multiple times. Because it's not easy. And it's going to take faith to enter into that. Um, vision always requires you to be a bigger person than what you currently are. Mark Kelsey has this saying that says, uh, it is the transformed version of you that will fulfill the call of God on your life. So when God said to uh, Moses, come, I've called you to uh, come and do this. He didn't say the person you are now is going to do this. He said if you will step out the person that I will create you to be will and can do this if you will allow God to do that in your life and it's okay that like Moses said who am I it's shown by Moses said who am I he said who am I and you know I think that's a really good response when God asks us to do something and I think you know often he waits until we have that response before he asks us to do something but you know if you look at all the people in the bible it's a very natural response to say uh, who am I? I mean, you, look at, you look at Gideon, he said, but, but who am I that I should do this? I'm this, I'm that, I'm that. Uh, if you look at Jeremiah, he said, But I'm just a boy, I'm only young. Uh, if you look at Timothy, obviously he would have had some issues because Paul had to write to him and say, Do not let people look down on you because you are young, but do this and do that. If you look at Mary, uh, God said, you're going to give birth to the Savior of the world. And she says, But how is that possible? I am this. But every one of those times, if you go and have a look at all, every one of those times, God replies with, I will be with you. I will be with you. Because you've got to know the synergy of your faith and God's power is enough to change your world. Your faith with God's power can change your world. Why not change the entire world? But it'll change your world. But God's power, God's ability to work and intervene, is dependent on your faith. How much you'll go, okay, God, I'm going to do that. And I believe we need people like Isaiah that will just put their hand up, say, "Here I am, send me." And and I almost, I feel like this is almost like a something that we need to have tonight as we're coming out the front here. That we're we're sort of and I'm not saying that you know we're looking. As I said before, we're not looking to some out there distant future that is that is so far off and said for now we just kick back until that happens no 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 I'm saying I just want you to look bigger dream bigger for your life some people are thinking that, that it's over that the, the greatness the possible greatness uh, of a call of God in their life is done because of this because of that because of that but with God you know Mo, he was so patient with Moses so patient with Moses all the time he's just like you know what yeah you've made a mistake there but come on let's get up and go again and that's the same as he is with us here right now. Um, but we need to step out and be courageous. I remember uh, when I went to Africa with Luke Boyd last year, and, um, and he was there. He, was, he knew he was going to minister at some stage, but he was in the continent for about two days, and he'd never preached with an interpreter. And he wasn't even planning to preach for the first weekend. And he said, he said, where I'm not preaching this far. Um, Africans don't really take that sort of approach, do they? They just say, have a go, mate, just come on in. And so they said, what, you've got a friend here that can minister tomorrow, bring him in, let's do this. And, and you know, Luke could have, he could have gone, no, 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 I'm just going to suss it out, just going to get used to the culture, just going to, you know, see how it is, just going to get a bit of practice. But he goes, yeah, yeah, have a go. And um, he's now known as the prophet to uh, Uganda. And, and because, because God just used him in such an incredible way, honestly, I had people just raving people still going. Every time I, I walk up to them, hey, where's Luke? Like, Luke's back there. I mean, no, no, no. And I uh, just love Luke. They're just like, Luke is awesome. And because he just had, you know, enough guts and enough courage to go, all right, well, well, let's just have a go. And, you know, I don't know what that is in your world, whether it's, you know, starting a business or if it's, um, you know, running a connect group or whether it's getting involved in the worship team, even though you're really scared, maybe you're, you know, amazing at doing, I know Lisa would love some more help on the keyboard. I know James would love some more help on the drums. Whatever it is, whatever it is in your life that God is saying, okay, for this season, this is the thing. I want you to lift your eyes bigger. I want you to be stretched. I want you to be courageous. I want you to get into it, have a go. Then that is the thing that I uh, would love for us to, to sort of step into this evening. So why don't we just stand up really quickly I guess if I can sum up all that, I'm saying God is big, dream big. And, uh, you know, I don't know if there's dreams here already that people, uh, you know, need, need prayer towards or if there's dreams that you've had and they've died or maybe there's dreams that you, you've never had before. But, but I just, my heart is to see people being courageous enough to step out and believe God and walk into the fullness of what God has for them but it's, it's not the sort of thing that just gets given to us in our life. It's the sort of thing we go out and get and we, and we, and we position ourselves. We, we're courageous enough to pray big prayers to God and say, okay, God, well, you know, how about that thing that you spoke to me about five years ago? Or how about that thing that's, you know, on the inside of my heart? We need people who are, are big enough and bold enough to say, God, here I am, send me like Isaiah, you know, whatever it is, God, whatever it is. And, uh, and I honestly be, believe that tonight, as we um, ask our team to come out the front here, that there are going to be people. I feel like there's people that uh, that had dreams and, fe- and, and it's been delayed. You sort of haven't taken that step. You, you've sort of, you've been held back by fears and doubts and you've done the who am I, who am I. And I think God's calling you and saying, now's the time to step into that. I feel like God will be, you know, putting things on the inside of people that feel like they have no vision feel like they they're, they're just roaming around they're living some kind of, they they don't know uh you know you're just living the, the life normal life typical aussie life but tonight you're sort of just getting a sense of something greater i feel like god's gonna impart a grace into your life to to dream bigger and to you know accept all that he has for you so i wonder pastor phil do you want to add something as before we start praying for people
1: it's fantastic, Garth. That's a great word. I, I want to give some context of what's happening again. Uh, again, as I was trying to say before, we believe because we've given extravagantly to God, there is such a great response uh, in the, what we're seeing this morning was, was amazing in God in honoring our intentions. And if you're just visiting and uh, even if you haven't given, make use of this anointing. Because what we're saying is that what we want to do, we want to draw a line in the sand and we want to cross over out of the wilderness. So what's the wilderness? So you, you, you may be saved, you're out of Egypt, which is a type of the world. And uh, you, you know you've, you've been set free, but you've never really experienced that freedom uh, to really, I guess, to live the life, the life that's beckoned you. And when your eyes are opened, the eyes of your heart are open to see on the horizon of your great life. It does beckon you and every preach you 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 hear and, and God himself speaks to you about this more, this, this great life that he has for you. And what we want to do tonight is bring you to the altar, allow you to come to the altar, and we're going to pray for your dreams and the desires of your heart. Maybe some dreams and desires that have... Um, not being fulfilled or they've been washed up and you just you just feel like you just feel like you're stuck in the wilderness and so lord god tonight i pray the anointing would be on this altar the anointing to see people come out and into their best life into this land the bible says a promised land a land of milk and honey of mercy of grace of God's kindness where you can You can enjoy your life. You can enjoy your job. You can enjoy coming to church. You can enjoy and be satisfied being connected to worthy causes like vision builders and other such great things. That you can enjoy help building the church. That you can enjoy your marriage, your family, your children. These are things that is your inheritance in Christ Jesus. Paul, the Apostle Paul, said when he understood the greatness of our inheritance in Christ, said this indescribable gift And it's this gift when we start living in it that people see on our life that we start radiating the excellencies of Christ. And in fact, God chose the Israelites, that nation, to reveal the glory of God, the excellence of God. And He wished that they would have manifested Him and His glory through their living and life. And so this is what basically... God would have for each and every one of us, that when people look at our life and they would say to us, my God, why are you, why you got a smile on your dial? Why are you enjoying your marriage and your family and your your work and your, your church and your God? And on that day, you will say to them, because the Lord is good and his goodness is my portion Bible says in Psalms that we are still confident of this, that we shall see good in the land of the living. And I'm confident of this, that we will see your life blessed if you allow God the privilege to bless your heart, your soul, your mind, your spirit. And so tonight we're praying, Lord God, tonight as people come out here, We're praying and believing for their dreams and visions. We're praying for their preferred future in you. You knit them together in their mother's womb, Lord. You sent them to this earth to be a blessing, not to languish in the land of the wilderness. The most unhappy Christian is those one, those people that languish in the wilderness. So we're calling you over the river tonight. We're calling you into the promised land, a land of flowing milk and honey. It's a land of His presence. He will never leave you or forsake you and as of tonight we declare we declare it he will never leave you or forsake you so maybe on the altar if you come out maybe you want to recommit your life to the lord and you need to tell one of the people that maybe you're here for the first time and you just well you're here at a good time because guess what you're going to walk out of this place changed never the same again just one touch of his glory and you will never be the same again in Jesus' name.
0: Welcome to C3 Church Tugger. You're about to hear a message from Pastor Garth Ball. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life.
1: Because